you're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Welcome back, guys. How are you all doing? How's your last couple of weeks been? I have noticed that there's been a real shift in the weather recently. It's been like a lot colder in the UK, a lot darker in the mornings. And so me personally, I'm definitely noticing this kind of slowing down of my body, of my mind. Um, Yeah, and I'm trying not to kind of apply too much guilt and pressure on myself to be out there doing things and actually to think, okay, this is a time to take stock, to pause, to slow my yoga practice down, maybe a bit more meditation um, and eating a bit more kind of soul comforting foods, warmer foods, that kind of thing, Um, having more baths for sure. Um, I love baths. But yeah, just kind of really taking a moment to reflect and adjust to this new autumnal season that is upon us now. Uh, And with that in mind, I'm actually this week sharing a chat that I had with someone called Lucy Wakefield, who owns the company Calmia. And we talk a lot about, we start talking about how she grew her business, had the confidence to do that. But also we talk about this importance of really slowing down and finding those small little things that you can do in your day at home to really bring in some calm um, self-care and nourishment without needing these expensive treatments, retreats, all these kind of things. So hopefully you'll find it an interesting conversation and yeah, I will let you get on and listen. Okay, well I'm Lucy Wakefield and I'm the founder and creative director of Calmia. And I started the business um, a long time ago when um, the only place you could really get green tea was a Japanese restaurant. I started coming <laughs> back in 2001 um, before the whole exciting sort of world and this revolution kicked off because I'd been working in the magazine industry, very glamorous and exciting life as a journalist, going off doing photo shoots and writing about beauty products. But it's always the health side of things that I was really excited about, health and wellness and sort of the inner beauty Mm. And I was quite frustrated by the beauty industry and my, also my editors like, oh, can we write an article about yoga, kind of about aromatherapy, natural products. And at that time it was like, okay, but it was just, that was very niche and just you know, the odd occasion. And I'm um, thinking, gosh, this is really my passion. And, um, I was fortunate enough to, the first time um, I got to travel to East was on a photo shoot to Bali. And that's when it really opened my eyes that there was like another way that you could feel good and look good without resorting to treatments or cosmetics or sort of artifice um, really opened my eyes to yoga and meditation, mindfulness. And from there, I just got very inspired to research more. I traveled to Thailand and India and um, I was just, wow, there's a, there is another way to cope. If I could bring some of this Eastern serenity back to my busy Western lifestyle, I think I could really benefit them and find more balance and calm in my daily life. But it was just like, when I got back, I was like, well, how do I do this? It was even tricky to find a yoga mat. So you know, to cut a very long story short, I gave up my amazing job, which I love. But, you know, I thought I, I found I really had a vision to do something sort of very special and very different. And I, I almost had a purpose to 
share what I had personally benefited with others, particularly women who were kind of really stressed out and juggling and working very hard. The Calmia grew grew from that. And although, you know, that was like, you know, over 15 years ago and, you know, wellness industry has grown a lot in that time, I think the original, you know, vision that I had was to help people feel their best selves once again. So we like, you don't have to run off to a yoga retreat. You don't have to escape. You don't have to give everything up. It's just, you know, how do you get closer back to your real self, your true self, your calm state of mind? So yeah, that's that's really my purpose is to you know help people rediscover that feeling. And like you said, it's it's fair. It's just speaks to me completely what you're saying because um, I I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, it's brilliant. The wellness industry has grown so massively um, and people are really starting to think about how they're feeling and their mood and their mind. Um, mm. But on the other hand, it's it's so it's, it's catering for the rich and it's so expensive going on a yoga retreat and doing all these things. And, um, you know, even yoga classes, mm. I mean, God, they're, they're becoming so expensive in themselves. Yes, um, yeah. Finding ways... I, of- I do... So yeah, finding ways to bring it into your everyday life. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. I talk a lot about everyday wellness, and I um, I try and sort of show myself as a mum, a working mum with three kids. You know how I fit it in. I actually gave up my expensive gym membership because, like, one I wasn't really using it, and I was thinking, well, you know, I just if I can work out from home, how can I fit it in? So I'm always kind of showing people what I do at home, how I make my food is, how I fit in my yoga you know, and how I incorporate all my rituals into my day. And um, I'm very, I'm sort of very excited that health is, you know, taking care of us is, is growing. And the more people that are introduced to mindfulness yoga, the better. But it's very easy for a brand or an expert to say, well, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's like, okay, well, well how, where do I start? How often mm-hmm. do I need to do it? How do I find the time? Um and you know you know we're all tired we all have struggles we all have um you know different stresses in our lives and making time for ourselves sometimes does you know if you know sometimes we just want to come home from work and flop on the sofa or you know we've got kids or parents that we need to look after you know often as women we tend to feel quite guilty one of the things I talk a lot about is like if you you know when you take care of yourself you're not just taking care of yourself you're taking care of everybody you're a better a better mom a better wife because when you 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 know when you give back to yourself then you sort of top up your reserves you've got more to give outwardly again and it's hard to find the time but once you do just everybody benefits yes definitely I it's, it's funny because um I was speaking about exactly the same thing to someone else about you know, making sure that you look after yourself first, because I think with the with um, yoga and, and that kind of industry it, um, and way of living, I guess, um, some some could reflect that it's quite a um, self-involved practice, I suppose. But yes. what happens when you start doing it is actually you, you, you're able to give so much more and you feel so much more connected to other people in a, in some yes. way, so you care more. Yeah, I yeah, I love yoga for that because of the community. There is a really lovely sort of connection and community that you get with yoga that I've never found with any other form of exercise. And I, I think the thing with yoga is once you find it, that you know, there's so many different styles. I mean, I used to practice very serious ashtanga and go. So mm. practice every morning, religious. It was like a religion almost to me. And yes. It was beautiful. But you can only do that at a certain point in your life. You know, before I had children, when my kids were really little and everything was in a routine, 
you know, now if I do that as a drop-in, then that's like a, a sort of a luxury and a treat and it's a lovely thing to do. You know, I've kind of gone on this yoga journey and now, you know, I can just roll out of my mat and do my own self-practice or dip into a class. And I think if, if, if you can find that time to learn the, the yoga at the beginning and then it stays with you for life, you know, I said mm. something today on my um, Instagram, it's like, oh, you know, you say, well, how, how do you find so much time to exercise or whatever? So, well, because I'm investing in myself and hopefully I'm still going to be doing headstands when I'm 100, you know, yeah. half jokingly. But I think, you know, you do, it does give you, you know, gives you that energy and that vitality. And um, yeah. it's that confidence as well, I think, you know, with, with it, it, it kind of really, it may, helps you feel confident within your own body. And in, in turn, then that comes off the mat, doesn't it? It comes into kind of elements yeah. of other, other bits of your life. And I, actually that kind of leads well, I me. Used, sorry. No, I was just going to say that that kind of leads you <laughs> on to what, what you were saying about um, about the kind of starting your business and everything, because mm. that taking that jump, that must have taken a lot of a lot of confidence and self-belief, really. Yeah, because I was in a really amazing position, actually editing a whole magazine, yeah. Shade magazine. And it was um, to take that leave. It was a really big, big deal for me. And I thought really long and hard about it because I was, um, it wasn't like I didn't like my job. I wasn't in, it was really enjoying it. It was, you know, getting recognized what I do. And, but I thought, you know, this is the next step. You know, mm. this is the next step for me. So I suppose it was going from this, it was like the subject matter rather than the industry I was in. It was my mm. passion. Um, mm. And I think the yoga had a lot to do with that because it took, the, all my focus away from the external you know I can't you know I can't praise yoga enough for that uh, I think mm. it's for me it's you know yoga is a really big part of my life but I know I do lots of self-care lots of sort of natural beauty things healthy eating being busy and outdoor living with the kids and I always say that you know the thing with Kami I'm always talking to people with what I see is it's a lifestyle not a destination mm. and I don't ever think of what I do just in one day I try and say look at your whole week you know and, you know did you have like a nice you know evening where you did like your aromatherapy and had some meditation have you been for a walk in nature have you made some really like you know lovely fresh seasonal ingredients if you you know if you sprinkle everything through your week now look at where you're at because I think we can get so focused on like we look at Instagram and say, goodness, look at this person. They've been to that cool yoga studio and they've made this smoothie and now they're eating their turmeric latte. And like, there's so many, and people seem to pack their day. And honestly, I don't know if you feel the same, but it's like, oh my God, how do you actually have a whole full-time job? Like being a well, yeah. you know, something I think, I'm trying to be a wellness expert. And if I do all this stuff, like when am I actually going to look after my kids or do my job? Yeah. You know, all this stuff is like, there's so much to do, too much of a good thing sometimes. So if you just think of it, this is my lifestyle, rather than I've got to sort of tick all these boxes. And that, that kind of goes back to Calmia. Again, it's that everyday wellness. It's not something special or niche or luxurious. It's kind of what are the rituals you can do every day to help you maintain a sense of balance. I was going to ask you actually about the um, the rituals bit because I know you've got a section on rituals on your on your website and I myself that's something I often bring into my coaching with people as I talk about um, rituals with my clients a lot because I think they're so important especially when you're going through harder times when you've got those rituals already in place um, to kind yeah, of go I think to they help ground you and mm. give you something to return to where you can be nurtured and feel safe. Um, I think it's the way I talk about rituals. It, it, it was the idea of that was all about, well, instead of like doing extra stuff, 
what is it you already do that you can form into a mindful ritual? Think really mundane and every day be having a shower, even doing your teeth, but then doing it with a natural toothpaste and tongue, you know, the tongue scraping as well, or having your shower instead of just like dashing in, grabbing the nearest, you know, body wash and, you know, not just doing it without thinking. If you do it mindfully in the morning, you dry body brushing, you get in the shower with an amazing, lovely aromatherapy body wash from Neil Jardin, like with all citrus and mint, it's going to lift up your spirits and inhale all of that. You know, it can just transform something that's very simple and routine into something that's really great for your well-being, great for your energy levels, and just lift lift up your spirits. So it's like, you know, taking all the, these small things, sitting quietly, you know taking five minutes 10 minutes out of your day getting off your phone Mm. sitting in nature list just listening being present so much that was one of the things um I think you were saying about what you know what um what tips you have like absolutely be present for a long time I kind of struggled with the juggle of working and being a mom and how do I do the best way everybody's like well you you really can't do everything but you can do what you're doing really well at that time. So, like, you know, being present with your lovely green tea, sat in the pot, just listening to the nature, or just, you know, doing nothing, you know, enjoying the bath, inhaling rivers, enjoying your yoga while you're there, not taking a selfie. Be present. Be, when you're with your kids, be present. Be present, not on the phone. When you're at work, being focused, talk to your colleague, listening to what they say, not kind of like, oh God, looking at your watch and thinking, is this me over? So if you bring that mindfulness into all parts of your days and you know super way of doing that yeah definitely and I think it's um it's kind of that thing around when people say oh you must you must be living life all the time and live everything to the to the, the fullest but actually the misconception around that can be that people think oh therefore I need to be constantly doing 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 but then you are mm-hmm. just missing out on the beauty of actually just right here and now you know, if I'm kind of sitting talking to you right now and then I'm thinking, okay, I must be doing this, this and this and I must be living my life to the fullest. I'm not going to be getting as much from the conversation as if I just kind of sat here, put everything aside and was real present with it, you know? Yeah, I think that comes with um, experience and mm. with age a little bit too. And I say no to lots of things, actually. Mm. Um, you know, you sort of have a bit of a fear of missing out. It's like, well, I've got to try that new studio and I really want to go to that new cafe and that seems like it's so nice not to have any plans and just have a really you know simple day get up do some yoga at home spend time in the garden then maybe just mooch you know it's just like yeah everything is so so full up these days so um, much yeah it take time yeah definitely definitely and before we were talking on the on the um before I pressed record sorry um you mentioned how you came up with the name for the company which I think it would be great if you could share that yeah oh yeah I was saying that it was actually one of the trickiest bits I knew I thought I knew who our target um audience was I knew the kind of products I wanted to create and you know all this stuff was coming together saying but what what am I going to call it because I was sort of wanted like an um, umbrella name that could encompass the whole lifestyle that was would cover the clothing and the yoga and the spa side of it and the rituals and you know, something that would kind of just bring it together and you know, that that probably was, was the, like the hardest part of coming up with the whole business and everything <laughs> and um but there's one word that I just kept coming back to which was calm and you know calm is far too generic and lots of other things are called calm yeah 
And so it was like, you know, you, tr- you know, the best way to, you know, for all the intellectual property and internet names and everything that you have to register. So you have to, it's best to come up with a unique name. So playing around, doodling on notepads um, all hours of the day, asking friends and trying to come up with things. And then and we was looking through Sanskrit dictionaries and speaking to <laughs> friends. Honestly, really, I came up with loads of names. If anybody needs some names, I've got a list of them. Just they weren't quite right for Carmia. Um, so, yeah, so the Mia, myself, is all about being myself. And like, oh, calm, Carmia. And it just flowed. And yeah. every, everybody always remembers it. It's very feminine. It's very soft. It's not particularly... English or Eastern or Italian, it, it, it's just sort of its own thing. It just, mm. uh, once we said it, it just absolutely made sense. And it has a little of echoes of karma as well. And um, yeah, it just all fell into place. So calm, obviously to calm and unwind and relax and me and myself to calm myself. Mm. And it's a, a name that people really seem to identify with. And yeah, I mean. It sort of evokes calm feelings. Yeah, no, I really like it. I think like you said, it's very... Um, it feels very yin, you know, it feels very feminine yeah. and um, kind of soft. And yeah, I really, really like it. And um, it definitely yeah, is. I think, I think that's something is a little bit different about us as well, Natalie, is that I like that you picked up on that yin element and the softness because yeah. there's, there's plenty of 40 brands catering for, you know, very, yeah. more like early 20s who are very active and athletic and that's amazing. And, you know, I love all of that too, but there's also you know, there's a lot of women who just want something that's a bit more serene, a bit more tranquil and need sort of more balance and calm. And, you know, that's what Kalmy has sort of always been in that position. Mm. Um, sort of that sort of inner peace, inner beauty kind of coming from the inside out. I think, you know, an- another thing that I'm trying to reach women more who are maybe in their mid-30s and older and are having kids or their kids are growing up a little bit because there's so much and when I was, um, you know, when the kids were really little and I was like, there's lots of times women can bond about being sort of pregnant and pregnant yoga and you meet people and then you sort of, you know, you're, you're going to the gym and then when you sort of get more into your 30s and you're like, you know, your life gets even more busy and stressful, you know, with the people with her babies, you know, I'm just going to say it, 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 it's gorgeous, make every moment, but just don't think it's going to get easier when they get bigger. It just gets different. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets even busier and more challenging but you know how there's not so much of a forum um and not so much social media for the women who are more like in their 30s and 40s so lots of the women in their 20s definitely 30s and up so um yeah so I think Kamu really appeals to appeals to them as well so just about kind of setting up your business because Mm. I know that um well, lots of people now are, now actually are thinking about kind of ways of, you know, um, create creating something for themselves. I guess um, whether it's yeah. that they're doing it on the side or or they're doing it um, just as, as actually their kind of full time employment, or it might not even be setting up a business. It might be kind of something within their career where they're they're really kind of I don't know scared of putting themselves in that vulnerable position. I was just wondering if you could kind of share your your journey through that, I guess, like the barriers mm. that you came up against and how you kind of got through those. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, really, really do your research and your planning. Mm. You know, it's, you know, having the idea, you know, there's not that many, um, you know, I don't know how to say this, but I think having the idea is quite the easy bit. I want to make the best yoga leggings or the best 
you know, protein energy snacks and, you know, you have a great idea. It's like, okay, now you've got to make a, re- it a reality. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, if you're a very creative, I'm more from a creative background and sort of creative and marketing, that kind of thing. It was a very creative, it's like suddenly you've got to learn all these business skills mm-hmm. and you've, there's a lot of research to be done. And if, you know, you know, raising, if you want to raise finance, you've got to have all your projections and you know all about your profit margins and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it sort of started off as like it's being something sort of quite exciting and inspiring and creative. And then it's like, well, the reality of the business world, you know, you have to, you have to really know your stuff mm. and, um, and do all your sort of do all your background work and, and that kind of thing. And, and that's, that, you know, that's really interesting and it's really rewarding when you kind of start to learn that side of, side of things. Um, but you can't kind of really go into it blindly because it sort of catches up with you. You think, okay, well, I'm going to make all this stuff. It's like, well, what about the packaging for it? And how's it going to get delivered? And where are you going to store it? And, you know, there's so much to think through that it's really good. So you must sort of plan everything first. Um, and you, another thing... Sorry, go. Yeah, I was just going to say on that, did you... Because I wonder whether, I mean, having that belief in what you're offering, it must be so important at that stage when maybe you're kind of dipping your toe in areas that aren't kind of your forte or, you know, you haven't got as much experience with or whatever, really knowing that you've got something to offer that must really have, you know, be yeah, the motivator. It would be very, very strong. I would say be, if, be really, you know, be really strong in your com- convictions and your commitments and then just for it you know really throw yourself into it and you know believe in it and get surround yourself by people that believe in it too I mean when I first started coming I didn't have any kids and then it literally was my baby Mm. and you know er everything you know revolved around it and it was just you know it was hard work but very very exciting and when you're at that sort of startup stage you know you know it's brilliant you kind of feed off that just um yeah don't get burnt out doing it but it is exciting in those early days Mm. um and also maybe just I remember having so many ideas right at the beginning and I would say speak to lots of people you know if you have mentors or you know I don't know other people you know in in business who you can speak to because sometimes you think wow this was all amazing I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and sometimes you need a reality check it's kind of good to rein back a little bit and do something really well and improve that and then you know branch out a little bit more I mean I remember sort of thinking I was going to start with every single thing under the sun and mm-hmm. it's just not really practical so it's good to be known for something and then you know and then grow it yeah really kind of fine-tuning what your your niche is I guess because yeah. I think you can I mean I do it all the time I'm such a kind of big pink picture thinker rather than the yeah. small stuff and um I get lost in the stuff <laughs> that's up there in the sky sometimes and yeah. um you really have to spend a lot of energy kind of grounding yourself to the moment sometimes with and I, I think that's important now because I mean there is so so many services so many products so much information um you know our target customers are, can be overwhelmed whether you're a yoga teacher offering lots of different classes or you're a store selling lots of different products it's like there's so much out there that you know you really have to find yeah like you say your niche mm-hmm. and offer the the very best of that because i think that's the trend because we can all get things whatever we want so easily online you really got to specialize and have something really special and unique and I think if there's a story behind it as well, you know, that really, really helps. You're mm. passionate about something because you you benefited from something personally or you've had 
I don't know, maybe you've had some digestive problems and you've created this tonic that soothes your your tummy or something like that. If you've had like a personal experience and then you can share that with others, I think people people really relate to that and it's more genuine when it really comes from a true passion rather than just kind of piggybacking on all that wellness is the new buzz. I'm going to do my own sort of, I'm going to do a version of this. It's best if you sort of have something that's, you know, really your own that you've come up with. And have you ever had points? I mean, I'm, I'm say have you ever, I'm sure you have, everyone does, but yeah. points where you um, have had kind of a bit of a crisis of confidence in what you're doing at all? Yeah, some, you know, it's that kind of imposter syndrome, do they call it? Yes. You think, gosh, yeah. you know, oh, wow, well, where did I get this? How did, you know, somebody's just written an article, they call me a wellness expert. Oh, gosh, is am I really, do I really know all this stuff? Yeah. And um, I, what I suppose for me was quite tricky was I was always a person who was behind the scenes. My background is in journalism and, you know, in, in, and doing the photos, being sort of directing the shoot or writing the article, researching everything, mm. interviewing the probably more in your, you know, be, I'm usually the other way around, Natalie. I'm the person asking the question. <laughs> and now, then I had to get very used to being the person answering them, being in front of the camera. And it was a really big shift for me. I was like, I'm really not sure if I can do that. I'd rather be, you know, choosing a model, interviewing the celebrity. I'm not really sure that I'm going to be the person there in front of the camera then I, I was a bit oh gosh and then I had that whole thing like do I look good enough do I know enough the self-doubt does creep in but I think the response I get the more more um the more truthful and honest and and just real I am the the better response I get like for example the, the more people that read that blog or the comments I get on the post or something like that when I'm just myself and I'm not just so like factual or just following the latest kind of what's been going on the week I think that's mm-hmm. when people relate to it much more so then I kind of got over that and you just the more you do it the more confident you get I suppose yeah um, practice practice isn't it yes <laughs> <laughs> I hate it I hate it I hated doing videos to be like oh my god I think it's like everybody hates hearing their voice, don't they? Like, yeah. do I really sound like that? But it's yeah, just the definitely. world we live in now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's when I start first started the podcast. I remember I had to obviously get over the sound of my own voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you said, actually, when you start doing it, you get such. I mean, the reason I started the podcast was because when I did meditations and led people through stuff like that, they would always say, "Oh, you've got a calming voice." So I thought, well okay, now I, I know that's my asset, so let's use it. So the more you put yourself out there, actually, the more f- feedback you get, maybe negative sometimes, maybe positive sometimes, but you start to be able to mould yourself into what really your strengths are as a person, and then you can offer more of that. Absolutely, yeah. And um, so obviously I always ask kind of people three tips. I know you have spoken about a lot of things already, but um, <laughs> is there anything in particular that you would kind of suggest? Um, doesn't have to be three, it can be more, but um, for people, for bringing that kind of sense of self-belief into their life, but also calm, because I think calm and self-belief are very much interlinked. Well, I talked before about being present. I think that's that's really important. When, you know, there's so many distractions in our modern world constant stream of information and different things that we can be doing and um you know whatever whatever you're doing whether it's working on your new business plan or giving the kids a bath 
be there in that moment be mindful of what's going on and give Mm. your focus to it and you know you and the the receiver will will benefit and also I think long term you get more done because you rather than kind of chopping and changing apparently I've read some study recently well you know I always think I was an amazing multitasker but apparently even women can't even multitask properly I know. I read that. Don't know. I think I can, but apparently we can't. So yeah, focus on what you're doing. Um, um, I. I mean, it's it's an obvious one, but self care. Mm. You know, I, I do actually really practice what I preach, and um, you know, I do really look after myself from what I eat to how many hours you know I sleep every night, and I drink you know drink a lot of water. It's all the obvious stuff, but. You know, you you know, do a few workouts, get enough sleep, drink plenty of water. It, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, sprinkle in a couple of patients and those little things. It doesn't have to be a really complicated, expensive routine with a you know really cool personal trainer. You, you, we can all look after ourselves better than we do. Don't feel guilty about it. So well, you yeah, know, be present, look, look after yourself, and yeah. Yeah, because I was just thinking about what you're saying about um, about that. It's, I mean, it's kind of almost if you think about when you go on a retreat or something like that, um, or, or you know, you spent you're on holiday or, or whatever. You, um, what kind of thing? Why do you feel so good? And it's like kind of pulling mm. that apart because you can bring those elements into your mm. into your life so easily, can't you? I think it's really important. Yeah, bring that back home. What you experience, try and carry that feeling through. The the ones I did make a little note for this tips bit. Um, that I was just going to say is um, try and draw on tools from other areas of your life. So when you mm. do feel anxious and stressed and like you feel like things are getting spiraling out of control, you know, draw on those tools. Think about that time, you know, when you listen to that lovely meditation with Natalie, think about the lovely <laughs> yoga class you do and just, you know, bring that into your everyday life. You've got those tools. It could be a simple breathing technique. It could be just laying down a shavasana, putting your legs up the wall. It could be going for a walk, you know. Because we learn all this stuff, or we're all doing all this, more, all these more wellness rituals and things. But bring them into your everyday life. Don't just keep them in isolation on your yoga mat, mm. or you know, when you go on a retreat or to the spa or whatever. You know, bring these little bits into your life so they have a purpose beyond the yoga class or outside of the studio. So I think that's what we do. We sort of compartmentalize everything. Mm-hmm. And that that was the big thing when I was in India and Bali that I saw that it's like everywhere you turn, there is something, some little tiny like offering, a mm-hmm. beautiful little petal offering or some incense burning or somebody doing some meditation or something. It's there. everywhere you turn, every on every street in, in life, in daily life. And we so we sort of, put everything into little boxes well like here's my yoga's over there and here's the whole shop and here's this and this and that and it's like you know just bring it into your day when things are starting to go wrong think what other areas you can you know you can bring in and help yourself yes definitely and I think actually that's like you you kind of hit the nail on the head really with I think some of the issues with how um I guess uh the wellness industry or or yoga or, or whatever has kind of 
um, almost been taken, hasn't it? Because it's like, mm. okay, yoga is asanas, yoga is postures, yeah. you do them in the, you do them on your mat and that's it kind of thing. And mm. actually, and then we're like, oh, it does all this for your mind and your body, but actually just that doesn't, it needs everything else around it, you yeah. know, to really kind of, I mean, it does, it obviously has loads of benefits, but mm. to really draw on the benefits of it is like actually thinking about how you can use it in so many different areas of your life. Um, so I think Absolutely. that's, yeah, really, really helpful tip to think about. Um, so thank you. And um, just in terms of your your website, um, I, so when people go onto it, what I wanted to kind of just tell them about was that it's brilliant because I think you can go on there and read all this amazing information and content that you have on there, but then also you can buy the stuff to help you in those kind of ways to to help you bring more calm and stuff into your life so I think it's just it's so good how you've got everything oh thank you (laughs) there really really good well thank you so much Lucy um it's been a real pleasure talking to you and I am definitely going to pop over to the website and browse some things thank you so much as always guys thank you for listening I hope you found this conversation inspiring in some way and if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about Lucy and her business then just head over to the show notes because there there's there's a link to her website and you can when you've got a bit of free time just have a browse and see what she offers otherwise I will see you back here next time Mm -hmm.